You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we're going to talk about spotting techniques. And I got to be honest, this is something that we all do. This is something that we as trainers do to protect our clients from weights. It's something that is necessary, and yet it's not something that is really studied. It's not talked about. There, I don't see a lot of information about spotting and how it's best to be done. So I'm just going to share with you some of my opinions about it. So we're going to talk about spotting and spotting clients. I have a list of things that I kind of want to, um, it, it, they're like requirements, I think. They, they're communications. So number one is you need to communicate to your client how you intend on spotting them. So for instance, let's talk about squatting for a moment. You're going to squat, spot somebody, and all of a sudden, you're back behind somebody, and as they squat, their backside is going back towards you, and you're squatting down with them, and it can be a very intimate situation. So if you don't inform people how you plan on squatting, by the way, not my favorite technique, but uh, if you don't inform somebody on how you plan to spot them, then that could throw some people off. Uh, so communicate how you're going to spot. And then we'll talk about some spotting techniques in a moment for kind of big movement exercises. All right. So next is you, you should ask how many reps they're going for. And if you're training somebody, then you say, hey, based off of what you've done, in the past, this is what I would like to see. This is how many reps you're going for. And then I would follow that up by saying, if it looks like you can do another one, do you want to try? So if our goal is to get six repetitions and you get six and I'm looking at it going, you probably get seven. Do you want to go for another one? Uh, give them the opportunity to say yes or, or no, especially in the first set. Because what's going to happen is that you can have somebody in their head, you told them to do six, and they could probably do eight total. So they can probably do two more. But in their head, they're like, I just got to finish the six one. I can throw it back on the rack. And so once they're doing their six one, they get to the top. And as they're getting to the top of the lift, you go, oh, that's really good. One more or two more. Immediately, they can no longer lift weights at all. It is as if you have taken Novocaine and shoved it into their arm and Botoxed them. They may, they've gone numb. They are now soggy spaghetti noodles with no ability whatsoever to lift, even though they look like they could have done one, maybe two or more. More. Two or more more. But because in their head they were so focused on getting that six repetitions or whatever it is that you laid out for them, all of a sudden you give them the repetitions and they're not expecting it. They just have a hard time doing it. So communicate that ahead of time. If you would like to, I'm going to say six. If you get five, five, it's five. Look, I'll help you on the last one. Let's get, let's go for six. But if you could get seven, do you want to go for it? And if they say yes, great. And if they say no, let's stop at six. Maybe we'll get it the Hopefully, they would say maybe we can get more on the next one. Or you can say on the next set, all right, you crushed six on that one. 
let's go for seven, all right? And that way you're there comfortably present there to spot them if they need it. All right, the other thing, sometimes there are exercises where they will need help to get something off of the rack, particularly things like a bench press. Do you want help lifting off the rack? Give somebody the opportunity to tell you whether or not they would like that help. If so, let them know what that count is going to look like. All right, are you ready? Are you ready on three, one, two, and three? Right, so give them that opportunity. Ask them if they want help off the rack. Then, in other instances, you might be giving weights to people. So sometimes, yes, you might be taking, uh, let's go dumbbell chest press. Might be taking the dumbbell and helping lift it onto their legs. So I do that a lot of times where I don't want you to waste the energy, expend the energy by even getting it up onto your lap. Let me lift it. I will set the dumbbells onto your lap, and then you can do that cool little rock back maneuver so that you can get the weights up. Sometimes I will just hand them. I will say, extend your arm all the way. I will hand you a dumbbell, one in each arm, so you can lock it out. I will hand you the other one locked out, and that way they know what's coming. They have a nice... Uh, starting from like the top end of a, a, a bench press position. So, but but it needs to be discussed. And also, now that you've done that, how are we removing the weights, right? Am I bringing it down to my chest? Am I bringing it from my chest onto the ground, dropping it to the side? Am I gonna attempt to go to the chest and then onto my thighs and sit back up? How are we doing this? That's a conversation that should probably take place ahead of time so they can start preparing. This is what it looks like. This is how I want you to do it. So if you're going to take the weights from them or if you're going to give them the weights, there's a very important thing that needs to be done. Uh, this is what I cue. I've got it. So if I'm going to hand you a weight, I need to hear you say the word. I got it. And then I'm going to hand you the other weight. And you say the words. You got it. Yep, I got it. Cool. I'm going to take the weight from you, and it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes even at the end of a lat pull-down, and they're exhausted, and they don't want to stand up at the end. Sometimes you get short people. They kind of have to stand up on the, the, uh, the bench to get it back down, and I might say, hey, let me take it from you. Once I take it from them, I will say before they let go, I need you to hear me say the words, I got it, before you let go. It's communication. You got to communicate, because here's the bad part. I assume, why did I sound like Scooby-Doo? <laughs> I just sounded like Scooby. I assume, I assume that you've got it, but you don't have it. And I let go of the dumbbell and said dumbbell fumbles out of your hand and lands on you. That's not good. Uh, it is very difficult. And we talk about liability. Like clearly we don't want anybody to get hurt. But if somebody says the words, I got it, and then you let go of them and then they drop it on themselves, then you are a lot safer legally. I don't know if they're safer physically if they dropped it, but at least they said, man, I had it. I don't know what happened. Um, but the words, I got it. That's clear communication from both parties and that is vital, vital for everyone's safety, but also very vital um, if something goes wrong 
that you can have at least a little bit of legal leeway and clearance that these, this is what I teach people. This is what this person said. They told me I got it and then they let it go. Then they dropped it. All right. So that's important. And then the last thing, always cue to drop the weights away from their body, away from their face, away from their head, away from them. The floor is going to be fine. Don't worry about the floor. Don't worry about the sound of the impact. Don't worry about the falling weights as long as it is not falling on your client as they're lifting. So sometimes let's go again to, I, I do this with dumbbell chest presses, right? Because that's the one where things can fall on you pretty easily. Uh, same thing with like a, a shoulder press, particularly dumbbells. If you're going up and it's just not working and you feel like you're losing control of that weight, that weight starts to fall in on you. You pull those weights to the side and away from your body. Pull them away from you. Don't let them fall on you. Also very important, clear the area while you're lifting so people aren't just walking by. If you're lifting heavy weights, just let people know, hey, I'm lifting heavy weights. I need to stay clear. And then it would be nice if they had a spot. So let's talk about a couple of spotting techniques that that I think are really important. Some of the ones that I see that I don't really care for very much. All right, so there's the <clears throat> bench press. Bench press is probably the most commonly spotted exercise. And, and I think that there's a good reason for that because it is very clear in a bench press that if they do not lift it, they are stuck under it. So bench press or any type of chest lifting exercise, they're lifting weight over themselves. That is a vital exercise to be spotted and to be communicated how to get out of it. I know that if you were there with them, it's very clear you spot them on the bar, right? You grab the bar, you help pull it up. I've spotted some people where I'm clearly not the guy that needs to be spotting you on this. So I will tell people that's a lot of weight. I can help you if you need a little help on the way up. But if you need me to get this off of your chest, I cannot do it. We need to find an additional person or somebody much stronger than me that can spot you as the juggernaut that you are. Um, now, I've also seen that sometimes people don't put clips on the barbell when they do chest press. And the reason being is that you can kind of tilt it to one side let the weight slide off, and then it will rapidly shoot and fall over to the other side, but at least you will be clear underneath it. Now, I don't really have an opinion on that one. I don't know if that's a wise move. I don't know if that's unwise. I do know that if the weights start moving, sliding down the bar while you're lifting, then it can lead to that happening unintentionally. Um, but that's not a spotting cue. That's just kind of like a self safety cue if you don't have people around you. Now, what about spotting? Well, yeah, you're going to grab the bar. But if we switch from a bar to a dumbbell, then it changes because you're not going to, there's no bar to grab. I can't grab the bar. And <clears throat> excuse me, this is what I see with the, the, uh, the spotting techniques from a dumbbell chest press. So they're lying on their back, they're facing up, they have dumbbells, and they're pushing up over their chest and people spot from the elbows. I'm going to tell you right now, I hate to see it when people spot from the elbows. Now, when I spot people in a dumbbell chest press, I will grab their wrist. 
I've seen it before, I've had it happen before, that the spot actually caused the dumbbell to land on me. I've seen it where a spot actually caused a dumbbell to land on somebody else because you are helping the fly action, but you're not helping the tricep action. So if my triceps aren't, aren't strong enough to catch up with your spot, then you actually just pitch the dumbbell over onto my body. But if you, if you do your spotting techniques from the wrist, you grab the wrist and you help lift them up. That is the safest technique that I've seen and that I've used and the one that I suggest if you're going to spot somebody on a dumbbell chest press. Now, the other thing too, on those last ones, always cue them to drop the weight away from their face, to drop the weight away from their body. So if they feel like they can't get it, then just drop away, which is totally cool. Also, if you're holding their wrist, they can still say, I don't have it, I don't have it. You can say, bring it back down to your chest, or you can say, just drop it away. And then you can kind of guide where their arms go. You can support the guidance of that as they drop the dumbbell away from their body off to the sides. Good. You also can say, clear the area, get out of the way, right? You want to make sure nobody's walking by as they start to drop away. The other thing too, and I like this, is that sometimes you grab the wrist, then you don't actually have to lift. Sometimes this is a technique I use regularly is I will just squeeze their wrist. And when I squeeze their wrist, it feels like I'm helping. And people oftentimes don't like to be helped unless they need to be helped. So me squeezing their wrist makes them push maybe a little bit harder to get that last rep or two out because they think that I'm spotting them. And that is just a nice thing that they go, oh, they're spotting me. So either I've got it or they're spotting me. Don't, I, I want to do it by myself and they'll push harder. Um, but it's a, it's a nice little tactile cue to let them know that this is something that you're going to do. Also letting people know ahead of time, this is how I'm going to spot you. And they say, no, I want to be spotted from the elbows. I say, hey, listen, I just don't spot people from the elbows. I think it's uh, dangerous. And that's me. Uh, I think it's more dangerous. I will spot from the wrist. And uh, and that's how I let people know that uh, my spotting technique and what my, my preference for spotting technique, because I don't want to do something that could be supportive, but it can also be uh, potentially dangerous in some ways. So it's not wrong to spot from the elbows. It's just not the rightest answer. It's not the safest answer. It is not the most controlled answer. And uh, like I've said, it's happened to me and I've seen it happen before that the elbow spots turn into something worse than it would have been if they just dropped it away. Uh, same thing with shoulder, chest press. You clear the area, make sure that you cue people to drop the weights away, and then spot from the wrist if seated. If they're standing, just let them know, like, you need to get out from underneath it. Just bring it down. You can bring it down like uh, like you're bringing down uh, weights from a snatch position. Try not to drop it all the way. Just control it down, but don't force it. Don't force it up. It's a great thing about doing a dumbbell chest press. You start to get up there. You push it. You push it. You can't get it. You just bring it right back down to your shoulders. All right. So if it starts to move backwards behind you, then you, because if it starts to move forward, you can just pull it down. If it starts to move backwards, you can't pull it down. That for some reason, whatever it is, you lift up and the arm goes behind you a little bit and it starts to rotate your arm back. You're going to have to let that go. My suggestion, say, watch out. Let it go, 
step away from it because it will bounce when it hits the floor. So step away from it and just be very, very aware and make sure that you are audibilizing to the people around you the dangers that's about to happen. What about a deadlift? All right, cool. Don't spot a deadlift. You don't spot a deadlift. I can't get it all the way up. Then drop it down. I can't lift it. Put it back down then. There's a big difference between putting something down on the floor and then I can't lift it. And if I don't lift it, it will land on top of me. So when it comes to a deadlift, let it go. Let it go. Anybody like, I was really hoping for a frozen. Uh, anybody? No, nobody expected that. What about a squat? All right. I'm going to say this for a squat. There are squatting techniques I talked about at the beginning of the show, this episode, where you can kind of put your arms underneath their armpits or you can put your hands underneath their armpits. Some people reach all the way up towards the chest. Uh, I, I don't prefer that, but it is it is a proper way to do it. But I also don't prefer spotting squats. My preference is to put that safety bar underneath there Put those safety arms, whatever you have as a safety, sliding the railing through. And if you can't lift it, let it go. Drop out from underneath it. Let that bar land on the safety racks. And don't worry about it. Because the worst thing that can happen is if somebody's squatting and they can't lift it, they're going to drop it off their back, which means, hold on. Let me run this by you. Where are you in this spotting technique situation? You're right behind them. You're directly behind them. So if they're down low and they're starting to stand up and you're down low with them, you might be able to help them. But if they have to clear the bar because they can't lift it, that bar's coming to you. So my preference with squats, no spot. No spot. Now, there might be some time where you can just be like, hey, let me help you out at the end. And they're struggling and they're almost to the top, right? That you can get underneath it because they're, they're as they start to get to the top, less likely to drop it. Hey, I'm going to step in and help you. And if they let, be clear, let me know. Can I step in? I'm going to step in and help. Can you want a spot? You want a spot? Then give them the spot. Otherwise, don't spot the squat. Don't spot the squat. Put those safety bars up and just let somebody clear it. Just get up from underneath it. It's going to fall. It's going to hit the canvas. It's going to hit the railing. It's going to hit the arms. Whatever it is that you have to protect that uh, squat, do it that way. All right. And that's it. This is only for heavy lifts or you're going for final repetitions. And you're not sure you can get it. So you don't always have to have that there. Uh, but but you know when you're lifting to that point and you need to start putting those racks on. You as the personal trainer should have a very good gauge of what that means for their clients and when you put those safety arms up. Uh, what about lat pull downs and rows? No, you don't do it. You don't do it. You don't need to spot that. And if you do, like I mentioned, where somebody's like, hey, I'm uh, I have a hard time getting the the lat pull down bar back up. And if I can do it, then I'll say, okay, let me take it. I'll support you in that. But you will hear me say the words, I got it. All right. I got it. I got it. I got it. 
whatever you want to use. You don't have to be like, Rick likes to use. I got it. Well, if you got to, you got to have other words that make you feel more comfortable or you can use with your clients, but be consistent. So you never have to be like, Oh, what do we use? Do we use, I got it with Jason and we use, give it to me. Let me take it, you know, with somebody else. Like, no, no, no. It's going to be, I got it. It's going to be uh, mine. Uh, uh, I've got control, whatever. And you want to speak a Shakespearean sonnet in the process. This many times we have done this forthwith. I now possess. I got it. Usually works. So that's what I do. That's what I do. And that's what I suggest for you. Thanks for listening. I appreciate y'all being here. Like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family. And if you got questions for me, hit me up. Questions like, why didn't you talk about this when it came to spotting techniques? shoot me an email, DM me. You can email me at rick.richie at nasm.org or you can DM me on Insta is where I am most active at dr.rickrichie. Y'all keep inspiring people to fitness and make sure your clients are safe when they lift. Practice these spotting techniques. I appreciate you. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast. <laughs>